Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I am joined as always by my co hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from Other Mothers, Jim Croft, Randy Jowers, and guys, tonight's episode seven titled The Realist Redemption because we're bringing on Jaleel, the realist Willis, pro MMA fighter, to talk to us about. His weekend with his big fight, uh, he's going to talk to us about the preparation for that fight. He's going to talk to us about the fight itself and what's up for him and what's he, what he's got planned in the future. So, big episode, but before we bring Jaleel on, Jim, i got to ask you, man, give me an update on this college fall baseball. I know you got a chance to see a bunch of games and a bunch of teams and a bunch of players. So, give me the outlook on what you saw and who you saw and and maybe what are some projections moving forward? I mean, it's everything that we would expect. Uh, We talked about the gauntlet that is the SEC West and got to go watch Ole Miss play and Mississippi State play. Both looked really good, solid pitching. Um, Cameron James had a nice bomb. Um, You know, I think Ole Miss got the better batting lineup. I think Mississippi State's got the better pitching. We'll see how that all plays out. Got to watch Memphis uh, get tuned up a little bit. They got a lot of COVID. I wouldn't call it injuries. Obviously, a lot of people out because of COVID, but uh, Memphis has got some pretty good projections this year. So it's good to have some – I mean, it was perfect 70-degree weather all weekend, Daniel. So it's good to get to see all those teams out there and a lot of the guys we've had on the podcast. Yeah, the weather's good. It's 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 cooler. Those guys are getting out and about for the next uh, week or so before they pack it up and, and, and start taking their holiday breaks. But – I know for us in the podcast, we're going to have a lot of those guys coming back on to join us. I mean, even next week, we got Taylor Broadway, a guy who's in the White Sox organization. He's going to come back on. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about Ole Miss. We'll talk about SEC baseball. But, man, I'm excited, and I'm glad you had a chance to go see those teams and, and, and kind of just get, a, get an update on the guys that we follow and the teams that we follow. But speaking of guys we follow – we got to bring them on, man. Let's let's get started with this. I'm excited. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview and in podcasting this week, our man, professional MMA fighter, Jaleel, the realist Willis. Right, Jaleel, my man, you are back with us again. How are we doing tonight? Pretty good, right? How y'all? Man, we're great. We're blessed. We're just, you know, once again, lucky to have you on and get to talk to you. I mean, Randy is jacked up tonight. He is all immersed in the fight game. And he said, man, we got to get Jaleel back on. We got to get Jaleel back on. So here we are, man. We, we want to talk to you about the, the preparation for this last Fight. We want to talk about the last fight, and we want to get into what's next for you. So, man, I don't, I don't want to waste any time. Let's, let's get right to it, man. Randy, you know, hit him, hit him with it, man. Let's, let's, let's do this. Jaleel, what's good, homie? What's up, my brother? Man, you know how it is, man. Everything's good. Everything's good. So we're gonna just jump right in, man. Talk to us about when did you start training for this next fight? Like, how did it all go down? They come to you, say this is your next opponent. I know you were stoked about it. Read some press about it. So just talk to us about the sign in the fight and then the preparation leading into it. Yeah, it was about like uh, five weeks ago. They 
Yeah, September 2nd is when I got the phone call for the fight. And they uh, they reached out to our team of like, you know, let us know that we might be fighting in November. So I was getting ready for November, you know, thinking that like, I guess uh, October 16th wasn't happening. Granted, I knew about October. I just didn't know who I was fighting. We got ready. We were starting up back in towards October 16th. Then literally the very next day they called us and was like, uh, no, we got your opponent. October 16th, back on, you know, it's against Muhammad. You know, let us know if you can get this right away or not. I felt like I instantly was like, yeah, let's get it. You know what I mean? So I hopped on after, you know, probably like talking to my coaches. We spoke like maybe like two, three hours watching him comment. And right after we, like, after the first video we watched him, we was like, oh, man, bro, he, we got this. You know what I mean? Like, the stand-up aspect, golden on our end. It's more so the uh, grinding about, you know, him being with the wrestling base and shit. So, I said about five weeks, man. I had to get ready for him anyway. But you know how it is. I was always training and always yeah. in the mix anyway. All right, so you, we know, obviously, this is a big fight to be taken on on, you know, five weeks' notice. Not too short, but two hot names, one loss coming in for Muhammad. Obviously, you with, you know, your two losses coming in, but two up-and-coming young fighters in the game. You talked about the stand-up game, you guys being golden there. So did you work more in your camp on the ground game and kind of what it was going to be if it got to a grind? Yeah, it's like uh, with, it, with us only having five weeks, I basically was like, you know, cramming everything we possibly can in, you know what I mean? It's like, because we, you know, us, Memphis, we work so well. It's like, you know, game planning and this, that, and the other. But it's like this time, it, you can tell that we was like, you know, we got to, you know, get right on and get right to it. So, and it was not the wrong with thing, you know I mean? We did everything good. No uh, injuries and nothing like that. We more so was like, what we're going to focus on is like coming, you know what I mean? Coming out hot, but reeling it back. You know what I mean? And you did and come that, out hot. Yeah, yeah. Zahid, landed I, it. I didn't listen to my coaches though, man. Andy was screaming for me, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? To reel it back. And it's, it's like, man, I, I should have I should have listened more to like, to my coaches and you know what I mean like even my coaches that wasn't there it's like you know they we the you know what I mean like the the plan is to come out hot instantly you know put them in danger get get them into that hot water but really back when we need to because you know we we know that I can go three rounds and stuff like that man it's like I yeah. we you can tell that I'm more so when out there on uh let's get this win and let's get this finish. You know what I mean? Oh, no doubt. So for those that I know, obviously we've had you on before. We know your backstory, but for those that don't know, what would it be if you had to pick your timing, how long would you have to prep for a fight of this magnitude? Oh, this magnitude with this day and age, if I could say realistically, I would, I was seven weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, because you know how COVID stuff going and you really can't get a full nine, you know, you can't really depend on you getting two months, two, three months to prepare for somebody with so much that can fall out and 
come up, this, that, and the other. So I understand that part of, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, I, I'd probably say, like, to prepare for a dude of that magnitude, like, oh, uh, yeah, about, like, six to seven weeks. So when I think about it, like, five weeks really wasn't that too far off for me because I knew, I'm like, you know, with as much as me and my coaches do, I'm like, I know we'll at least have me to the point to where I'm ready to go out there. You know what I mean? It's like maybe those, maybe an extra week probably would have helped, you know, just like a little bit more mentally or something like that. But right. yeah, it's like, like I, I say around like the you know, six to eight weeks to prepare for a dude like that. Yeah, no doubt. So obviously we talked about it when you were on the first time, but you, you mentioned it before at Memphis. Obviously the gym that you're training at, top notch, best in the area. I mean, we say best in the city, that's a no doubter, but it's best to me, you know, tri-state area. So you got opponents coming in. So I'm sure you guys, you had guys coming in training with you that had that same, they were grinding and kind of wrestling with you. Because I know when you had your interview, I think it was with Cage Pressside, you talked about how you thought this was going to be a grind and mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be one of those fast fights. So, I mean, just walk us through for those, obviously the three of us, we're never going to be in the cage standing across from a, a Russian dude that's, you know, 15 and one. So What's going through your head? I know you feel like you land that first right. I could almost see it in your eyes. You thought, oh, he's in that hot water now. We're going to yeah. So just kind of walk us through what that was like. And obviously, you know, I, you know, I don't want to rehash all the whole thing. It didn't go the way you wanted it. But what was going through your mind? As Could you hear your coaches? Like when you went down against the cage, did you hear them like, damn, I told you to go back? Man, uh, <clears throat> I could, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, all I could hear was USA, USA. No, it's like damn right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah let's ride with that usa usa you know yeah. and like as i landed the punch i could hear like people in the i can hear just the shock of everybody you know in the crowd and i wanted to ride that wave of like you know like it surprised me i'm like y'all like that y'all really gonna like it once i get in and you know like really rush this and ground the pound i just like man yeah i once i was in there on them though i could feel his a uh, solid you know base and then i was thinking like man let's get back let's make sure i don't get elbowed you know what i mean because i didn't been cut you know hanging out the elbows so hey let's uh listen my coach my coach telling me now you know keep both hands on the body because you know we was trying to watch out for the arm bar and uh from there, it's like, uh, he kicked me off. Once he kicked me off, man, he kind of, that, that that's when I should have regrouped. You know what I mean? It's like, but I dove, like, back in there on him, right. trying to ride that wave of, let's get out of here, let's finish this, you know what I mean? Oh, no doubt. I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't think a whole lot of people that are listening probably won't be able to relate, but man, being in that atmosphere, having all those people chant USA, I mean, you're a pro fighter, right? So you're doing what you know to do. And I think that mm -hmm. the adrenaline rush has got to be second to none. And I mean, you know, you've, you've, you've done that same thing and one fights the same way. So obviously me watching you since you started, even as an amateur, I've seen you finish, I mean, tens of tens of fighters the same way. So I was yeah. surprised to see it in the way it did, especially when I saw you land. Because what I was worried about was it just there wasn't going to be a whole lot of that action, and he was just going to try to grind and grind and grind mm -hmm. and try to you know try to catch you. So when you landed the first one, I was like, oh shit, it's Memphis, North Memphis yeah. in the house. We finna end this thing. <laughs> so I know if I was thinking it, that had to be what you were thinking. That was one hundred percent what I was thinking, man. I seen uh, I got a picture 
of me like um after I landed the punch, like my eyes was like so big, like as he was sitting on the ground of like in total shock of like I cannot believe it. And it's like, man, from there it was like I was just trying to win a 10-second fight versus to being in the moment of like, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, we got about another, you know, 10 to 13 minutes in here, you know what I mean? No doubt. So, you you know, you kind of talked earlier in the year, you know, I read some some stuff where you were talking about being humbled from being removed from the rankings. So this was another chance to kind of get you, you know, back where you talked about. You kind of talked a little bit about, you know, not not where you're going. I'll let Jim cover that, where you're going from here. But, you know, the 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 moment, you know, the the magnitude of it, I know you felt it. it didn't go your way. But obviously, you know, they, they, they say it all the time. Minor setback for a major comeback, obviously all the faith in the world and you, and I know that you talked about some other fights too. So I don't want to go into what's next, but you talked in the same interview about what you wanted your next opponent to be. And it was a story, I think is who it was. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying by no means, am I saying you were overlooking it? Cause you mentioned that, look, I'm not overlooking this guy's a serious fighter, but right, I mean, right. what is it about story that had you wanting to get into that action? Oh, bro. I had, uh, I mean, he tried to pick me. For like a little homecoming, you know how it is oh, when, yeah. you know how it is when folks are like, oh, I'm go have me a homecoming fight, and I, I mean you go have a homecoming fight, you necessarily trying to have somebody who you can, you know, you getting that dub, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't you ain't going through being like I want to fight new comment, you know what I mean? For you know, it's like my uh shit like that. I know they trying to the same gym though. I was like, I took that as an insult, you know what I mean? I'm like, I know when, you know, I went to White Station. I'm like, when we had homecomings, we destroyed them, you know what I mean? It's like, Y'all was playing Bolton High School? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even mind. They, we just scrimmaged them, yeah. No, they ain't made it to the season. But, uh, we didn't want that smoke, bro. <laughs> no, we showed sure we, it. We had plenty of trouble the 10 games that was on our schedule. <laughs> So I didn't see the uh, same interview that, that Randy did, you know, talking about the story and, and who you wanted. But l- let me ask you a question as somebody who, you know, you talk about that pride that you have and, and, and the, you know, you felt like that was, you know, a, a fight that you, you could have won. Um, do you think about a rematch with him? Is that anything that's a possibility or is that something just completely scrapped? Well, I mean, that's the, this is the first time I actually – can honestly say, oh, yeah, I do want a rematch with him. You know what I mean? So I, and I told my agent, I said, bro, even if it's on short notice, I'm like, bro, I step up and get in there with him. Like, I'm like, bro, I 100% when I was in there, I'm like, bro, fuck, I didn't beat this dude, man. I, I, we, we did, we did exactly what we were supposed to do as far as like prepping for this dude. I was like, just like mentally, I'm, I'm like trying to just get the dub and get the dub. I'm forgetting about, bro, you know, let the dub come. Let's, you know, let's fight. Let's regroup. Let's, let's win these small victories within these judges. Cause I'm like, you know, that's how I work. Like I get the judges going on my side and shit like that. So I, let's I was walk like, that back. Walk that so, back for one second. So, all right, let's, <laughs> in a dream scenario, you, you land the big right, he goes down. You regroup. I mean, you're going to what, – what's, what's the plan next time? It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, not, as I'm regrouping, my get him back on his feet. You know what I mean? And it's like step back in with the same – like, honestly, with the same 
overhand right. You know what I mean? It's like because we scouted that man so much and stuff. That was like the main thing my coaches knew was going to land. You know what I mean? Like Andy knew it was going to land. He had me, you know what I mean, throwing it. So I shoot, like even Brian, he was, uh, you know, had me getting to points to where I was switching it up to where I was stepping in with the overs. But, you know, my coaches knew, like, from just from scouting in mind, like, we all was like, bro, it's like, we need to lead off with this right hand. You know what I mean? It's like, however that may be, that right hand is where we leading. Well, like you said, it was a it was a mental mistake because you did what you wanted to, but then didn't stick to the overall plan. Because you know, I've been watching your training videos, and you said you were good to go for the for the full three rounds, and there's no doubt about it. I've been watching your your cardio. You know, you're working out. There's no doubt about it that you were in the shape to to go the distance and do whatever you need to do. So that's why you know I don't know I don't know if you get the rematch or not, but I hope you do because you know obviously pride as we talked about repping USA, repping Memphis, all those things in between. Um, and then the fact that, you know, I've seen, I've seen the work you put in and I have no doubt that, you know, if it was to happen again, you would, you would fix and correct the mistake you made and, uh, and take, and take care of business. So with that, you know, whether it's, it's him or, you know, the next guy, what, what's next? What, what are you and the agent talking, you know, uh, you know, when are you thinking the ne- another fight will be coming? Any of that? Man, no. Uh- you know what I'm saying, uh, I'm me personally, bro. I'm getting ready for as early as next month. You know what I mean? Because I know how things ride. You know, so I I don't know if uh, it's gonna be a situation where I might end up being a free agent after this, or if I get to re up on you know some old fights. I know it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? All I do know it's like they gonna call me again. And it might not be, you know, it might not be a fucking, well, I know it ain't going to be like uh, seven, eight weeks. You know what I mean? So like, when they when you talked me, about COVID, you know, you could end up getting a call saying that somebody ends up having to miss a fight. And it could be, mm-hmm. you know, a week from now. Would you take, you would, would you, because you're in the shape you're in, would you take on something if they, if they gave you a call and were like, Hey, we need you to step in ASAP. Yeah, man. Cause I know how it is, man. I can make weight. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> I know, I mean, I walk around at about 196, you know what I mean? So, like, I shoot that down to 188, and I can take it, you know what I mean, like a straight, a great cut from 88 to 71, you know, ease. Whoa, I didn't I didn't know you was at 196. Daniel, the conversation we had earlier, look, so, Jaleel, you know, this, this, <laughs> this, little, this little session that, that we got coming, we got coming up, hopefully, you know, we're going we gonna to put on for the, for the audience. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I basically was getting getting called out on Facebook saying that I wouldn't really, you know, spar with you. And so I'm, I'm going to do it and let you beat me around. But I told Daniel, you know, I'm going to try to use my weight to my advantage some way, somehow. <laughs> but I discredited you. Clearly, I thought you were more like 180. And then you're going to throw out that number. And I'm like, well, and I and if you hadn't seen my post, you know, I've dropped 40. So. We getting too close to each other and wait. Yeah. So I ain't, I ain't got nothing for you. You was already better in every category. I thought maybe you know I hit you with the. I told I told Randy I was gonna hit you with a belly flop. Um, Man, you, you you know what's nice, Jim, is you you said you were gonna let Jaleel just beat you around a little bit. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I don't think you gotta let him. I think that's that's look your here, here here's the thing though. 
I'm gonna tell you, Jalil. Randy messaged me earlier and said he heard it was gonna be a you know a photo op session. I said, no, if I'm gonna get in there, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around with them for real. So I said, if I gotta get my ass beat, you know, just for the audience, I will. Like I was like, I'm not gonna go in there and you know not try to try. Like I I don't know how to not try. So I mean, if you gotta give me a reality check, that's just part of what happens. Stephen told me Stephen Stephen Combs was messaging me. He told me he said, look, man. Ain't nothing better you can do than spar with a professional fighter because it's, you know, they'll make sure things don't get out of hand. They know when to stop. They know how to keep your attitude in check and all that because I got bad temperament, so to speak. And I, I got different thought processes about what that means. I don't know if that means you put me in some sort of chokehold until I and tell me to calm my ass down or what that means. But I, I have a feeling that it, it'll all work out. But I'm, I'm going to do it. I need to do some uh, I need to do some cardio training first, though, or else we ain't going to be doing it for longer than 30 seconds before I'm out of breath. <laughs> you know, we got to get those five minute rounds at least. That man said five minutes, Randy. All right, man. I, I got some <laughs> look. All right. So look, you're going to go ahead and get another fight in first. Go ahead and knock somebody else out first. And then uh, let, let me get my, but I'm going to do it just because nobody thinks I will do it. Just don't put me, Hey, you know, just don't put me in a coma, bro. Like I got kids, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, man. <laughs> No, but I, I told Randy, I, I don't, I don't mind taking. Hey, for the viewers, I don't mind taking some shots to the head for real. Like, I, I don't want you to take it easy on me, man. You got, you got to bring me a little something. So we're gonna, we're gonna do it, and Randy's gonna be there to go live so he can talk shit. <laughs> there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people, Jaleel, that can't wait for Jim to take this medicine, bro. They just, they oh, just can't wait. Like <laughs> Look, you man, know. I've I've been trash talking since I was six years old, Jaleel. Look, it's it there's there's people look, Daniel once told me I was the most popular kid in school. And I said, What are you talking about? He said, because half the school is your friend and the other half the school wants to fight you. He said, But everybody knows you. And yep. it's, been, it's, been, it's been the true story, man. A lot of people wanted to uh see me get hit in the face. So, you know, it is what it is. But this ain't about me, it's obviously about you. So I hope uh Man, I hope everything comes through. I hope you get your your fight, whether it's the rematch, whether it's Storley, and you know, hope you get you know read up on that contract. Uh, you know, Randy has has told us, you know, optimistically he can't see it not going that way, man. And you know, you represent Memphis where we're from, and so we wish you nothing but the best going forward. And uh, whenever you do find out, please let us know. We'll we'll get it out there for everybody yeah, else so they know. But with that, Daniel going to hit you with some this or that questions. He's a, uh, hey, man, I'm going to tell you, he's, he's stepped it up a notch. You know, we've, we've come a long way since the last time he asked you, so get ready. Yeah, man. So, as always, I'm going to give you two options. You got to choose one or the other. It's very right. simple. Can't say both and can't say neither. Just got to pick one. All right, first question. Would you never, would you rather never wait in line again or never stop at a red light? So all green lights when you're driving or never wait in a line again? Nah, shoot. I, I never – I'm cool with waiting in a line. Yeah, you got to get that sonic slush, man. You, you, ain't, yeah. you ain't afraid to wait on that. <laughs> yeah. right. Would you – if you had to get rid of one of these, would you rather get rid of your cell phone or a toilet? So – no toilet. You got to do it in the old school days. Go to the outhouse, use a hole, or you keep your toilet, sit down, do your business, but no phone. Oh, God. Oh, damn. I got outhouse. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, 
Obviously, bro. I'm keeping my phone. I'll figure it out. It's the way. <laughs> it's the way of the world, man. It's, it's, it's oh how we God. get through life these days. That phone. Yeah, that's he he can't saying, find man. out about his next fight without it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I can find something to do, like without a toilet. As a as a professional fighter, your hands and your feet are are ideal and key and, and vital to to your success. If you had to lose one, would you rather lose a hand or would you rather lose a foot? A hand. Hand. Yeah. Why? Uh, mine. I feel like I already lost a hand anyway. <laughs> For real, you can just have this one. Like, <clears throat> like you have notes. Look at this. You see this? Like this hand is straight. This hand is one hundred percent like crooked. You know what I mean? It's like and every time I throw a punch, it hurts like hell. Well, hit like, me, hit me with that one then. <laughs> yeah, bro. You, like, you say that until he hits you, and <laughs> it, it's gonna feel the, like the worst hit ever. But to him, it's gonna be like just a slap. That will give that will give Randy the ultimate something to talk about. I get knocked out by his offhand that don't work. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, Jaleel, I did have this question. Yes, sir. How much technique goes into actually just throwing a quality punch? There's got to be a lot, right? There's like, there's, there's a technique to it, right? Like you can't just get up there and just throw hands, right? Yeah, man. It's like because I, bro, I done broke my hands so many times, like from me just trying to touch a motherfucker, you know what I mean, in the face and shit. Like, bro, it's, it's so many people do so many bad ways. Like you got the the launch box, you know what I mean? So I thought it was kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, they cracking all of their thumbs, you know what I mean? Pins all through there. Yeah, that's, that's the launch box right there. You crack, like, cracking all that right there, man. You got the dudes who's like, you know, just like coming, like just straight down, getting those boxing fractures, you know what I mean? It's like people like 100%, like, like really is smashing the mess in their hands up, bro. It's like so when one thing that I see that like, you know, Trey kind of work with me on, it's like he'll have me throw a punch and then he'll have me stick it. You know what I mean? It's like and when I'm sticking it a lot of times, it's like I'm really making sure that my head is coming offline and you know, I'm really getting these turned over, you know. So I get the shoulder bladed. It's like these punches coming back and as quick as I get it back. You know, bringing it back to my face, huh? You know what I mean? It's like, so, Trey, he he real good about that. You know, it's like keeping us from throwing those sloppy punches where we breaking and shoving these knuckles all back here and so. That's uh, that's gonna be Jim's fighting name, Jim Lunchbox Cross. Lunchbox. Hey, <laughs> hey, Daniel, don't forget. You know, he says that. And remember, I broke my hand senior year in a fight because, as the doctor told me. The, the bones in your fingers are the weakest in your body and the orbital is, is the strongest in the face. And that's where I connected with and that's why I broke my hand. <laughs> All right, back to the game. Would you rather have a painful truth or a comforting lie? Would you rather somebody tell you straight up how it's going to be, but it hurt like hell? Or would you rather somebody, you know, ease you in and, and, and kind of lie to you, but it make you feel better? Man, I take the painful truth, you know what I mean? I feel uh feel like I ain't squeamish enough about it. I mean the truth the truth 
will set you free, but the truth can hurt sometimes. But it's, yeah, that's so that's how you grow. That's how you get better. That is. Um, would you rather owe somebody money or owe them a favor? God damn. <laughs> Told you he had he up he look. It's a deep question. Look, 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 Jalil. He at a certain point he he didn't even tell us he was coming with these questions when he switched them. And the first guess he hit with this, me and Randy sitting there like, well, okay. <laughs> Golly, uh, mine. Oof. Uh, mine. I I would guess I would rather owe them money. You know what I mean? Cause I don't like I don't know about just owing people favors and shit. Said Jaleel, I got I got a favor for you. Come on yeah. over here. He's like, no, I'm I'm good. Fuck the favor is. Yeah, right, right. All right, and that that kind of leads into this last question that's become sort of our, our favorite question now. Um, would you rather spend ten years in a coma, ten years in a coma, or five years in jail? Ah. Oh. Damn. I know. Ten years Ten in a years. coma, bro. Ten years in a motherfucking what? coma, bro. No, yeah. bro, Jeff sucks. Y'all y'all heard it from the from the baddest dude that we've ever had on this podcast. So all them baseball players that come on here saying they're gonna take jail. Bullshit. And I tell them that. Bullshit. That's some bullshit. Yep. bullshit. Dude, dude, I, I, I cannot I, believe you said coma. Bro, hey. I'd rather be in a motherfucking coma than to be constipated from that food for fucking a week. You know what I mean? It's like, that shit sucks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> for we, real, 24 hours going to feel like 48. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. Give me that 10-year nap, Jaleel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Wake so, me up. Randy, I'm, I'm disappointed, man. I can't believe <laughs> Jaleel didn't take prison of all people, man. All these, like, yeah, like Daniel are. said, all these soft folks talk in jail, and then he didn't. Because I liars. don't think Jaleel, but he did clarify. He ain't not taking it because he's scared anybody's going to do something to him. He don't want yeah. the, that food. And I ain't going to say, <laughs> it, it sounds like, I ain't saying it's happened, but I don't know how he knows it would constipate him is what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought so, too. <laughs> I give was you, there, bro. I was there. I, I, was I mean, there. he did. I, we know he's from North Memphis. I mean, it'd be, you know, it'd be like hey, that sometimes. Hey, look, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jaleel. When uh, when Trey took his social media break, and and you know, I don't have his number like Randy does, and he was gone for like two months. I told Daniel, I said, man, either Trey is in jail or he's dead because this man has disappeared, and I can't find him anywhere. And so I, I thought it was probably jail, and then find out he just took a social media break. Yeah. <laughs> He was All still right. at the gym, I assure you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there, 100%. All right, Jaleel, man, anything you want to plug or promote? I know you just had a fight. Um, you know, might be on a, a little bit of a break, trying to wait and figure out what's going on, but anything you want to put over? I know, man, just, you know, same as always. I appreciate everybody. All love and support, you know what I mean? Uh, shit, the grind don't stop, you know. I keep pushing, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, we're, we're excited for you. I know big things are coming. Just keep us posted. If we can help you in any kind of way when that next fight rolls around, let us know. We'll, we'll definitely promote it for you and maybe get you on again before the fight this time because we want we, we to get you. We want to get you right. Oh, yeah, man. They, uh, so, you know how it is. They, that stuff rolls so fast, man. It's like, as soon as I know, y'all would know, you know. 
That's right. All right, y'all check y'all check them out on Instagram at J Willis MMA. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna plug our sponsors when we come back. We got some headlines. Tattoos have become more of a normal part of society, and you know, one of the things that's a common mistake that people do is they just go anywhere, you know, closest place, maybe whatever's convenient, and a lot of times they get a piece of art that stays on them forever that maybe they don't like so much. So let me help you and eliminate that problem. Go see Jeff Flea Watts. Easy Flea Tattoos. You can find him on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find him at 1731 Dancy Boulevard in Horn Lake. Number is 662-280-0763. All right, boys. So you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety, and you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary. Pain relief without narcotics, sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around. Welcome back to the In Off the Bench podcast. We got some headlines for you. Leading off, as always, we got some Major League Baseball and the playoffs are hot and heavy underway. Um, you got the Red Sox and the Astros. You got the Dodgers and the Braves. We're going to break it down. We're going to analyze both of those series. But before that, Randy, let me let me talk to you, man. The, the seeding of the playoffs, does it need to change and seed it one to eight and, or seed it from, from top to bottom and stop with the Dodgers and the Giants with the best records playing each other um, in an amazing series, and we we don't get a chance to see those two teams, you know, at the end. You know, I, I see your point there, but I'm a traditionalist. I say leave it the way it is because I think that just like you know we talk about all the time. Jim mentioned earlier in the podcast about uh, a losing record winning the division. I think we keep it like it is because those are anomalies. They're not all the time, but. It is what it is, because, I mean, nobody here other than you believes the Giants will repeat that action. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. This season is now over, and next season may be different. And I don't know if I'll still be on that Giant train. I mean, they were an older team this year. They're going to be a year older next year, and we, we all know how that works. And I don't see a team full of Tom Brady's walking around there, but – you know, we'll just have to see what happens in the offseason. We'll, we'll play it by ear. But um, I, I would have loved to have seen a, a seven-game series between those teams. I mean, the series itself was great, um, entertaining. And, you know, I, I, I guess the, the better team won, um, even though currently right now um, they're not looking like the better team. Um, and while we're on it, Jim, Give us a recap of, of, of Dodgers Braves so far. Braves up two games to nothing. Uh, your boy Austin Riley having a big day. Uh, I mean, the Braves in general just playing really well as a team right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they got a few extra days rest because of, the, you know, they go into a five game series, as you talked about with the Dodgers and Giants. And then, you know, the comfort of being at home. They had, you know, top pitcher, arguably ready. And then, obviously, like we said, uh, Austin getting his moment. But, you know, it's it's not been anything, you know, 
flamboyant or over the top. It's just they've been grinded victories and and well earned. And so there's nothing that says through those two wins and you know and that and that's been Randy's point at through our messages that says that they're a way better team or anything because they're up 2-0. Um, those get both those games could have easily gone the other direction. So um, this ain't over yet by no means, especially considering um, history. Last year they were up three one and and the Dodgers came back. So um, it shifts to LA. But you, if you're a Braves fan or you're rooting for the Braves as, as I currently am, um, for Austin's sake, you, you feel good, man. You you got both the games at home like you needed to. You got them in walk off fashion. Um, obviously awesome for the fans and and Austin got to be one of those so we'll see what happens but your boy you know you talked about it with me earlier you know if there's somebody you want on the bump uh it's Charlie Morton and, and that's who's coming yeah I mean they're they're traveling they, they got game three tomorrow on the west coast they're traveling to LA you got Bueller for going for the Dodgers you got Charlie Morton going for the Braves and if you're the Braves, you like how you're set up because I mean, you, you got the guy that you need to to really put yourself in. And I hate to say it because of of the way things shook out last year, but this is a this is a series winning game. I mean, you're not going to clinch the series with this game, but you're going to make it really difficult for the Dodgers. Um, you're going to make them have to pitch Scherzer probably on. Uh, short rest on a game six as opposed to a game seven and you know who knows what can happen especially since you know that you can beat the guy um but you know I, i'll i'll ask you jim do you do you think the distance and traveling to the west coast um you know will it be a factor or these guys are, are used to to the travel and, and they'll be ready to go I think they're they're used to it, and I mean, just on that pitching matchup, I I know it's in L.A. Um, man, I'm just I've seen all the stats come up with Charlie Morton in the postseason on four different teams, mind you. Um, I I, I just like that matchup. I think the Braves go up three zero. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't put it past them to go up three zero with with that guy on the mound, but I mean, it's it's going to be a tall task going to L.A. Um, Randy, you probably got to just be on there, huh? No, nah, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to win game three, and I think that it's just because of the just the averages. But I mean, if they do, it's a wrap. But I don't think I think we're Charlie Morton is great, but I mean, we can't discount Walker Bueller. That dude's not like a scrub by any means. If, if they get game three, though, my prediction is it's a five game series. They they get it done with Freed on the mound at home in Atlanta, and that's actually what I would prefer to see. Is it done in Atlanta? Uh, so that that's going to be my prediction. I think Charlie Morton gets it done. Dodgers get game four at home. It's going to come back to Atlanta. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think, like I said, I think the the winner of tomorrow tomorrow's game, I think, will win the series. So um, that's it's just, not like the Dodgers are scared to be in the position they're yeah. in. Yeah. Absolutely not. And it's not they, like they, they ain't got Jock it. Peterson in his pearls though anymore, bro. They're on Atlanta now. Well, don't don't fool yourself. Those dudes can swing the bat. You see, you know, let's we'll transition to the Astros and the Red Sox. But the Red Sox are swinging the bats right now and they're pretty hot. And the Dodgers at any minute could, could start doing that. Um, but Randy, you got the Astros and the Dodgers right now, the or the Astros and the Red Sox. The Red Sox are are 
beaten beaten up on the Astros in, in game three right now. It looks like they'll go up two games to one with another game tomorrow in Boston. Um, do we really even care who wins this? I mean, me personally, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're not a team. fan. Not a, not a fan of either team. Fan of storylines, so that's why I think a lot of people are following it because, I mean, either way you got – the historic Red Sox, or you got, you know, the Astros, obviously there's so much history, so much story there. And I mean, you know, it's either way it goes. If they, if it's an Astros Dodgers rematch, that's a hell of a story. Dodgers feel like they were cheated out of one by some cheaters. And uh, so the Braves got something to say about that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll ask you, um, you know, gun to the head, knife to the back. You got to pick a world series. Who you got? Who's in the World Series for you, Randy? I am going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go. I'm going to say the Astros are going to figure it out in Game Four, and then they'll, you know, they they're going to pick up if they can go back, even down three two going back home. I like it, but I think that the Astros are going to wash this game out because they're veterans. They got a lot of guys that have been in the moment, and they'll come back and win the series. And I am going to go with the Braves to win the NLCS because I think that it, it really has. Everything to do with the fact that the Dodgers are not – they don't have the arms they did. You think about it. They, they don't have Clayton Kershaw. Um, they don't have um, Trevor Bauer, obviously, for his personal reasons. You know, you're down a, a lot. Those in the playoffs, and you know, if you got to go game seven, who you want on the mound? You want a guy like Trevor Bauer. You want a guy like Clayton Kershaw. And they just don't have those guys. So, I do think the Braves are a better team than they were last year, and I don't think the Dodgers are as good. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with, with that. Jim, who are you taking? I'm with Randy. I think the Astros figure it out. Um, you know, I'm really surprised to see the score that I am. Um, as much as we don't like them, I, I mean, we've talked all year just about how good the Astros are, period. And so I think they'll they'll figure it out. They got a better team than me. Um, so, and then I think the, the Braves got this. Um, Randy, you did say something that, that uh, made me remember or the fact that I forgot. Is, is it 2-3-2 two, two, as far as the way the series lays out uh, home and away? Yeah. Okay, I, could, I couldn't remember. And then based upon your comment in regards to Astros, I was like, man, I completely forgot. So my, my prediction on the game five with Freed at home is stupid. Uh, yeah, so on Thursday they would be still in L.A. And they wouldn't be back in Atlanta until – Game Saturday. six on Saturday. So it does – so, it, yeah, so it's 2-3-2, two, two, right. So let me ask you this then, Daniel, put that in perspective. Let's say um, – let's say they they get one – or they get one in game three or game four, but with what I had originally projected, do you wait on Freed until the game six or would you throw him out there in L.A. to try to win it? You try to win it because you're going to get – if you wait until Atlanta, you're going to get Scherzer again. Gotcha. I mean, you, you – D- DB, yeah, I got a question around for with you. That. Yeah, I got a question for you, man. I know you're a pitcher. No, no pitcher ever wants to come out of the game. But Scherzer, it's quite the story. That dude, like, wants to fight Dave Roberts when he comes out there. I, I think that's a, a competitiveness that any manager would want. And I think Scherzer has earned the right to to give that to him. But I think that's understood going into it. I think Dave Roberts knows that 
when he has to take the ball out of his hand, he knows the reaction he's going to get. I don't think he takes it personal. I just think he, he knows he's got to do it. Do you agree with him good. taking him out when he did? No. I don't either. No. And, but, I mean, like hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, if you, if you, you win the game and you make the right moves and everybody thinks it's the greatest thing, if you, if you lose the game and everyone thinks you made the wrong moves and then you can't win. Um, well, well you saw a team you root for lose like I, that, I, you know? And that that's what I was going to say. I, I've seen a lot of, of pitchers pulled out early as of late. I mean, even dating back to last year, when I say as of late, like within the past three years, just based on analytical reasons and not based on what's, actually happening in front of you right now um analytics talk about stats over time and that's the the one thing that analytics can get wrong is what's happening in this game right now um because yeah like over time you're going to get the stats that tell you what to do in certain situations but you know it might be telling you to take a picture picture out but that guy's cruising like you got to look at yourself and go, hey, man, I'm, I'm either going to win it or lose it with my best guy. And I think that's what we're seeing not happen. We're siding on analytics. And I think it's because more and more teams and, and management is investing lots of money into this. And why invest the money into it if you're not going to use it? So uh, There's that. But I, I'm, more, I'm more lenient of leaning on the side of the player if if they look like they're good to go and they're ready to go like all right prove it to me i'm leaving max scherzer in the game oh absolutely um blake snow leave him in the game too still would have left him in the well, game that's he bad. still would have been pitching right now that's true so you ain't coming out bruh all right for me um you know, tomorrow's game for the Braves and the Dodgers is, is critical. Um, if the Braves win, I'm, I'm taking the Braves in, in a sweep. I think they, they take it four games. Um, if they lose tomorrow night, I think the Dodgers come back and win the series. Um, and I think because of that third game in L.A. is, is going to be, be tough, um, I think if the Dodgers win tomorrow. I think they win all three in L.A., and then they Max Scherzer comes back on the mound in game six in Atlanta. But at that point, you don't even have to pitch him in game six. You can hold him to game seven. So, um, you know, I think the odds of, of them doing it if they win tomorrow is, is, is pretty high still. Um, and give me the Red Sox. As much as it pains me to say it, I think it's less painful to say the Red Sox than it is to say the Astros. So I got, you know, the winner. I guess that doesn't really answer the question for the National League, but I'm going to take the winner of tomorrow night's game in the World Series versus the Red Sox. I got a, a little something about that. I was just I was looking earlier. Eduardo Rodriguez, he uh, they got Correa out for the third time tonight, and he mocked him by giving you know doing them. It's my time, and um, man, I got to tell you, Alex Cora was not having it, screaming at him from the stairs. Where you fall on that, DB? You know, I don't – not my style, and I, I don't think 
I don't think as 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 a so hard. I, I get it, and and I don't want to say it's the playoffs and intentions are high as an excuse, but like I'm not I'm not good with that. I'm not. You got to keep yourself in check. You got to play the game, and and you got to be more professional about it. Um, I don't know, Jim. I know you're all for it. Come on, absolutely. Let it, let if Correa's gonna do it. You got to let your pitcher do it. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. Uh, worry about the task in front of you, man. Turn turn the page on that and, and, and go I out mean, and fuck him. He did. And win. And he was going into the bullpen. You know, he's leaving it to his guys. I think, see, I, I don't know. I, I I hear what you're saying. Not your style. I think it's a little bit more uh, flashy. I'm all for it. Drew Gilbert would have done it. <laughs> of course no he would. Of course he would. All right, Randy. We got to We got to talk, man. We got we got NBA coming up. Uh, opening day is, is, is approaching in the next few days, and um, the the Grizz just locked up Jaron Jackson Jr. One hundred and four million dollars contract. So I was asking you off air: is it is it worth it, or did and did he earn it? So I'm going to ask you that because I don't think I got an answer to the question. I think you said, is he, is he worth it? Yes. But I asked, did he earn it? And I never got a response. So did he earn it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say he did. So he, he's, he's worth it. I'm going to say earn it just based off – some of that is off of just talent alone. He's still one of the most talented big men in the league, period. The team is better when Jan Jackson is healthy. Um, you know, the, the contract, it, it sounds like a lot of money. People hear a hundred million, four years, but it declines every year. There's a prior injury exclusion language in the contract. So they, there's some safety there for the Grizzlies. So I think that it was a compromise on both sides that you lock up your core. You know, obviously they, you know, um, they took the options for Ja and for Bain and all those guys, the young guys. So what they're saying is we're going to lock this group up for the next four years. And we're going to see what we can do and make a run at this thing. So, given the guy's history with injuries, is, is this the year that he that he turns it around? Is this the year that he makes strides? And is this the year where we go, all right, that's the guy that we we've been waiting for? Yeah, I think that. This is the year that he puts it together. This is the year you're going to see the Grizzlies take a step. And, and by taking a step, I mean, they were in the playoffs last year far ahead of the rebuild. I think you're just going to see him build on that. And Jaron's such an important part of that. And what you saw in the preseason was that Jaron is a lot more comfortable from the outside, and that's what they need. You brought in Steven Adams, even though Jonas definitely gave you that tough interior rebounder, you brought in Steven Adams. He's an even tougher and a better rebounder than Jonas. So I think that, yeah, it's a protector, and Jaron's going to be healthy. And if you get Jaron and Ja healthy, that's a great one-two punch that's for the future. Think about this, DB. For years, the Grizzlies just completely fumbled the draft, right? So what they've done now is they drafted one of the best young talents twice. They've drafted twice, and they also drafted really well with Clark and Bain and those guys. But you got to lock him up. Who else are you going to you, – you're not going to draft a guy that's as good as Jaron – I mean, and you got to, and if you're going to get a guy that has Jaron's talent, you're going to pay him a hell of a lot more than four years, a hundred million dollars. So, moving forward, we're saying that the staples 
and the cornerstones of this franchise run through Ja Morant and Triple J. 100%. Now, where does that leave a guy like Dylan Brooks? Because I think if, if you take last year and the persona and, and the, the level that Dylan Brooks had elevated himself to last year, and I, I'm not saying like as, as a as talent and as a player, but like as a fan favorite and a guy that, you know, is a classic what we call a grizzly grinder. Like he definitely has earned that role of, of fan favorite in that regard. Where does that leave him for the future? A very consistent above average veteran and your defensive stopper. That's where it leaves him. You, you know, not... you know what it's similar to Randy? He and obviously Clay's a much better shooter, but Clay, when Durant came in, was you know that third guy, and he was their defensive stopper for on the perimeter as well. I mean, it's a very similar situation. Clay was more than willing to be the third guy, and that would be what Dylan would have to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking more in terms of does that mean at some point Dylan Brooks won't be a Grizzly? I think that what that's so it all depends. If Desmond Bain becomes who they think he is, a hundred percent, Dylan could be exp, exp, expendable for sure. Mm. But I don't think that that's a, that's anything that's going to happen in the next year or two. But I mean, you don't know, don't get it twisted. Desmond Bain is the guy that they that's. I think he's going to be a better player than Dylan Brooks and a more consistent player. But that's not to that's not a knock on Dylan. Because Dylan's been great, and he has become a fan favorite, but there are still a lot of the Grizzlies fans that I don't think just love Dylan Brooks. That's why they have the whole Brooks Island thing. If he was universally loved like Tony Allen, despite his recent transgressions, that'd be a different story. Yeah. He he might be owing some folks some money. I got stock on Brooks Island. That's all I know. Hey, there's a lot of stock. Look, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I just don't think if that guy is one of your two best players, you're not going to be a consistent playoff team. All right, so let's let's do it. it it's it's time. We need to to make some predictions, and it's early. Season hasn't started. We're a few days out. Um, but if we were going to bet money, I'm on your top eight. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. You said these eight teams are going to be the lock-in playoff teams, the top eight. Jim, I'll start with you in the East. Who who you got? Are they in order or just giving you eight quick? Give me them in, in the order that you think from one to eight. Oh, my God. I got to overthink. Um, let's, just, let's just fly through it still. Um, give me Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, Boston, Philly, Atlanta, um, Chicago, Indiana. Okay. The Knicks. Knicks aren't in there. Man. All right, Randy, who you got? Top eight in the East. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee. Uh, let's go with Brooklyn at two, Miami at three. I'm going to go. Why don't you with, just copy my sheet, bro? 
I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls in the four seed. Going out there, going out there. I'm going to go with, and this like kind of hurts me to say this because I'm not a Trey fan. I'm going to go with the Hawks in the five. Uh, give me, give me Boston in the six. Not a believer in that team, of course. Uh, I think that the Sixers take a big step back, but I'll put them in the seven. Got a lot going on there. Eight, eight was pretty tough. Eight was pretty tough because I think you could go a couple different directions here. You obviously talk about the Knicks or the Raptors kind of being there, but I'm actually going to go with the Charlotte Hornets in the eight seed. Right, making making their their presence known. I mean, one injury. I mean, they're potentially in it. Last year, are they not? Yeah, and I think you got a up and coming. Plus, you got Hayward, man. And people always discount the guy, but he just goes out there and gets buckets. Right, baby. And got Born great hair. Buckets. Great hair. That's All right, I mean. so for me, I mean, you guys have heard me say this: you are the champs until somebody beats you. So give me Milwaukee, give me Miami in the two, give me Chicago in the three, give me Atlanta in the four. Give me Brooklyn in the five. Give me five for Brooklyn. Philly in the six. Give me Boston. And I'm on par with you. I think I think Charlotte's where it's at, Randy. Give me, give me the Hornets. You ain't on par with him because of Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm saying at in the yeah, eighth. I think the Hornets are taking a step up, which is, you know, D, and, and that's so crazy, man. Jim used to be a big Hornets guy, man. He just, he's, he's off of him, man. He's all, he's Larry, out. Larry Johnson guy. Yeah, man. grandma, grandma, ma ain't there, bro. That was his team on that NBA door. Jam. Him, him and Muggsy Bogues just doing it up. All right, Randy, Western Conference, who you got? This is a tough one. It is tough. Um, you know, the easy pick would here be to say the Lakers. I'm not going to go with the Lakers. I just don't feel like they value the regular season enough. And you're going to see probably more this year than any is a lot of load management for LeBron specifically. Probably not Russ because he like plays like his hair's on fire. But uh, well, you you take uh, Anthony Davis is always hurt. So I think I'm going to go in the one seed. Give me the Utah Jazz. Jazz back on top. And right. then give me the Phoenix Suns in the two. All right. Give me the Lakers in the three. Mm-hmm. Give me the Denver Nuggets in the four. Yep. Give me Golden State in the five. Right. Mm, I'm going to go with the Mavericks in the six. And then give me the Clippers and the Grizzlies. Clippers all the way in the seventh. They don't have Kawhi. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I really think that this is going to be. I. Yeah, I, that's what I'm going with, man. Going uh, with. I had no problem. I, I think I, it's, I, I was. I was hoping you would remember that and put them down there because that. I mean, that drastically, obviously. I mean, I don't think I got to really. Go into that. I, and I, I, it's really hard for me to leave the Trailblazers out because I've done that so many times before and. Dame just finds a way to get in the playoffs. They don't make a lot of noise once they get there, but man, them dudes just make it in the playoffs. But I just don't know who to take out. Yeah, I mean, it's who do you take out? Who I don't know. 
I guess so. the easy answer is the Grizzlies, right? I mean, the I mean the Trailblazers well, are tried and true. They got CJ. We're not, they got going, we're not we're not doing that. I ain't doing that. And I no, said they were going to take no, a step no. up, and they're still in the eight seed. So I guess which you still got the play in game too. So I can see the Blazers getting there. Yeah. Or no, did they do away with that this year? No, I don't think so because the ratings were too good. Because you had them Warriors and them Grizzlies. All right, Jim, who you got? Utah, Phoenix, Lakers, Golden. You just copy my list. I know. Golden State, Denver, Dallas, Memphis, Portland. I, I laughed literally when you – I didn't think you were going to lead off of Utah. I thought I was going to have that one to myself. I, I, think, the, I think the regular season, meet, like to your point, it means a lot more to them than it does those other teams that know they just need to be there. All right, so here's, here's what I got. In the one, I got the Suns. In the two, I got the Jazz. In the three, I got the Warriors. Four, I got the Lakers. In the five, I got the Nuggets. In the six, I got the Blazers. In the seven, I got the Grizz. And in the eight, I got the Clippers. I think the Mavericks are going to be outside looking in. Just saying. I can't leave an MVP candidate-led team out of the playoffs. Just couldn't I, do I it. Yeah, I can't. I can't it's, leave Luke out either. But I was telling Jim this earlier. If there's one team that if they lost one player, it would be catastrophic to their season. I think that's the team. It's true. I could see there. Yeah. So you're kind of banking on an injury here. Let's see. Not so much an injury that, that I mean, not so much an injury that keeps you out, but like you roll an ankle, you're out, you know, six to eight weeks, like that in 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 that conference. That's too much. Daniel, I'd like to congratulate you on winning fantasy as Emmanuel Sanders just got you the catch you needed. I don't know. He did? Yeah. You are yeah. winning by two and a half points. Oh, that's what's up, man. This just don't just take a knee. Lose the game. I don't care. Don't... <laughs> no fumble. No fumble, no nothing. Just just get out of there. Get on up out. That's good. That's no, Randy good. don't want the Titans to win, so we need Buffalo to go ahead and throw a touchdown. Just keep it away from Emmanuel's hands for you. There you go. We just got to look, man. Yeah. I'm just saying we want the Josh Allen legend to keep growing. That guy's this yeah. is how you become a legend is when Ooh. coming back and winning games on the road. That's right. And it there be then they would beat the Titans, which makes it even even sweeter. Makes me a fan. All right, so that's the quick and the dirty uh, of the NBA. Obviously, it's it's too early to get in depth, but you know, in, in the next coming weeks, we'll have some time to talk. We'll have some storylines. We'll get to see where teams stack up, what rotations look like, and we'll even get a chance to see the Grizzlies play a lo- little bit and and try to get some analysis on them. So, with that, let's transition into college football. And Jim, it was a, a, a week of one one game and, and and we really like 
really sticks out to us because we put a we, we put a bet down and it was one team that kept us from from making money and, and it's always a big 10 team by the way yeah we we I, I don't know what to say about that those dudes um look like world beaters one week and then play a, a good team and you're like oh they're okay they won the game maybe they're pretty good and then a team that they should beat they look like they didn't have a clue so uh iowa i, I got i got a, a special spot for you on a list at the end of this show so just just keep that in mind but you know looking at last week's games our picks the the game of the week was georgia and kentucky um the the spread spread was 23 and a half kentucky was getting 23 and a half points and georgia did not cover um Kentucky, Jim, you picked Kentucky. Um, Randy, you picked Georgia. I picked Kentucky. So Jim and I both got a point for that. Um, And it's so frustrating because anybody that watched that game, Georgia 100% was never. I mean, they dominated that game. But that's why we picked Kentucky. It was never a question of whether they're going to dominate. It was going to be could they cover that line. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what were they away from it? Like three points? They blew them out for sure. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely blew them out. No, no doubt about it. Um, in the less than seven point spread, Jim, you took Arkansas um, to cover three and a half over Auburn. That didn't happen. They lost. Uh, I picked Oklahoma State uh, to cover, or or Randy picked Oklahoma State to getting five and a half against Texas. He got two points for that. Um, I picked uh, BYU getting six against Baylor, and that didn't happen. Um, in the seven-point or overspread, Jim, you picked uh, Florida giving up or giving 10 to LSU. That didn't happen. And we the reverse jinx, it. baby. Yeah, uh, you, you hedged a bet there and, and paid off. Uh, Randy, you took Texas A&M. Given Missouri eight and a half, that happened. You got three points for that. I took Alabama, uh, given 17, and, and they covered that as well. So going into this week, it was Jim with 10 points, Randy with 14 points, and I had 18. This week, Jim, you got one point <laughs> for your Kentucky pick. So you now have a total of 11 points. Randy, you started with 14 points. You gained five points this week, two for Oklahoma State, three for Texas A&M. You got five points this week for a total of 19. I came into the week with 18 points. I got one point for Kentucky. I got three points for Alabama. I got four points total, giving me a total of 22. So the current standings are Jim in third with 11 points, Randy in second with 19, and I am in first with 22, which brings us to the worst slate of games that i've ever seen ever seen and yeah, if what you is guys, the game of the week if you guys i, can I tell wondered me, that <laughs> i mean if you can tell me what the game of the week is please do but i just i don't see it i mean game I mean, day is gonna it, be at oregon ucla well that's what i was about to say that's really I the mean, only game you could take lsu with a big win i mean i 
I'll take this one as the game of the week, Randy. Hey, hey, I tell you, I tell you, you know, with LSU having an Ole Miss on deck, uh, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, with the way Auburn handled Arkansas and LSU let Auburn off the hook, it makes me wonder going back if LSU would have held on against Auburn and then beat um, Florida, like, is, is there a different outlook on the season? Obviously not, like, winning the West or anything, but, like, actually a solid bowl bid. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, so I don't know which way you guys want to go. You you tell me how you feel. What do you what do you want the game to, of the week to be? I mean, I Randy, you pick it because I got no clue. I'm putting it on you. I mean, I'm gonna pick it wrong anyway, so does it matter? The only, I mean, I guess the game of the week would be UCLA and uh, Oregon, but no, none of us really care about that. So I think we're gonna have to go with Ole Miss and LSU and Corn Dogs. Yeah, hey, isn't it ironic all the jokes about LSU and corn dogs and mustard? And then it was a Tennessee fan that had mustard. Well, I mean, let's just talk about it on the podcast. The reason they threw the mustard is because there was 28 injury timeouts. They were trying to throw water and mustard down there to help them with them cramps. <laughs> uh, we don't have pickle juice. Here's some mustard. Yeah. Have some water. Have maybe a maybe a nice frosty cold beverage. All right. So LSU Ole Miss, that's our game of the week. I'll tell you, it's this just time. not a lot of. Yeah, we got to go there. It's, there's not a lot of not a lot of options here. LSU getting nine and a half points at Ole Miss. So since I didn't get to actually watch it, uh, Randy, I you know remember I decided not to subject myself to it. I listened to the analysis on the radio today. They said that um, they ran like four the same four plays. It was almost like they remember the Titans where. Uh, he says, uh, Coach Moon says, we're going to run the same eight plays like Novocaine. You know, like, anyway, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Anyway, whatever works, right? They ran it down their throat. And we got to really start talking about is Dan Mullen's job in jeopardy because that team is underperformed for the last two years. I heard there was a dude in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> he might be uh, right. in line for the LSU job. That's maybe that's that has been a rumor. All right, Jim, you're in last place, bro. Who you got? You gonna go LSU or are you gonna hedge your bets again this week? And you're gonna pick old old mess. All right, so I had this discussion with you last time. Me getting to pick first on this particular one doesn't help me in regards to gaining ground because it's gonna go snake style. And then you get to go first. So on the game of the week, that doesn't benefit me any because y'all are picking it too. Why do I got to waste my first pick? All right. Do you want me to go first? I'll go Absolutely. First. I do I'll, champ. I'll make, I do champ. I'll, I'll make this easy. Ole Miss. They're going to beat them dudes by 25 points. Randy, who you got? If you think I'm picking those faking ass injury rebels you're right. well you'd be right <laughs> i'm going with the rebels and that kind of like pains me because you know you guys know i've been a kiffin guy i've been a supporter but the level that that guy goes to to troll opposing fan bases especially tennessee because of the the, the, the obvious storylines i mean you know you got to grow up sometime baby you like joey freshwater you're like 50 bro let's calm down and do your job but i'm yeah. still going with the rebels right all right all right jim so check this out. 
I would normally pick the Rebels just because I wanted that reverse jinx again, but I'm going to just do the boldest shit ever just, just for, for you and Randy. Not only am I going to pick LSU to cover the spread and win outright, they're going to win, and then Lane Kiffin is going to be the lead candidate for the LSU job. I mean, Vegas got him as a lead right now. I know, but it's going to really – you think about that. You get in up getting beaten, you say, you, you say to yourself, they down there winning with all that talent and no coach. I mean, well, they'll have the coach still, but, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Is You're saying the AD is going to travel to Oxford and interview him while he's there? Yeah, why not? But is is that even a – I mean, is that a better job? Yeah, the Hell talent – Oh, yeah, that's a better they, job. They actually talked about this morning. It's LSU's considered a top-five job in the country. Bro, it, that's not – that's like saying is – like, would you rather be, you know – on the beach or like on front street. I mean, it, that's not even the same ballpark. LSU's top five in the country for sure. And Ole Miss is not what Lane's doing is, is great, but LSU. Yeah, absolutely. But that brings me to my point in that you can do better than Lane Kiffin. If you're LSU. Oh yeah. But who? The, the thing, the thing that Joe Lane, Brady, Joe Brady is the guy, but the thing that Randy loves about Lane Kiffin is the reason why they said in order to get uh, LSU fans excited, you got to get a splash. So if it isn't Joe Brady, which would be the guy that would get LSU fans hype, I think Lane Kiffin gets the most excitement out of the fan base. Because think, especially Nick, because we want to see offense. I think Nick Saban. Huh. Turns out, I think he it sounds like he's been there before. I, I can almost picture him in LSU. You know, here's, Here's what I think. Go get Michigan State's head coach. That's boring. Or we can get Penn State's. That's boring. Well, actually, no, that's not boring. I love James Franklin. But I do think that's not the splash, to Jim's credit. You're going to get a – you want a guy in there that is going to rib Nick Saban. Like, Les Miles, the reason he kept his job so long is because he figured out a way to beat Alabama consistently. I'm not saying he did it more than he lost. He didn't do that because nobody does. But I'm saying the dude figured out a way. And Lane Kiffin – He'll figure it out. I'm telling you, he will. Well, we'll, we'll see. He'll get his popcorn ready. Right. Jim, who are you taking, man? I'm taking LSU. I said the win outright. Yeah, he picked him. And, and he, Lane Kiffin be front runner. I said that. Oh, okay. He well, picked I him outright I and was, the front runner. I don't, I don't, even, want, I don't even want the points, Daniel. I don't even fucking want the points. Well, you, you get them. So, there you go. All right, Jim. Less than seven points. Who you got? Give me I picked them multiple times this year. Oh wait, you said no, you said less than seven. Okay, yeah. Give me Coastal Carolina to cover the four on Appalachian State. I get to find out tomorrow or Wednesday. Going. Since when do teams play on Wednesday? They are when you're Coastal Carolina. <laughs> hey, number 14, baby. Put some respect on them. 14. Is getting four points. All right, Randy, who you, who you taking? Who you got? Only because I think their offense is like one of the worst I've ever seen. Give me Pittsburgh to cover. And I can't believe that's only a three-point line because Pittsburgh scores a lot of points. Give me Pitt over Clemson. I like that. I like that a lot. Pitt. And by the way, the Titans just won. 
Oh, I know. My phone's blowing up in the group text with fantasy that have Titans fans. Blech. The Bills have one job. One job. The NFL continues to be unpredictable. All right. So for me, let's see. What are we looking at? I saw one a minute ago that made me bat my eyes at it. Was it Hawaii and New Mexico State? Yeah, that was the one. Uh, hmm. Probably Wake Forest over Army. You're not going to take your Memphis Tigers? I'm going to the game. I don't want to go that route. So I, I just I don't I just want to enjoy the game, win or lose. I don't want to have anything extra riding on that game. Um ooh, this is this is tough. Man. Wanna go this one, but I don't know. I don't know. Seven. No, uh, that's less than seven. Yeah. All right. Give me oh. The Give good news. Or- Give me Oregon. The good news is on the over seven, as I scroll there, there's like eight of them I would pick. So I feel like we're not going to have problems getting that one in. Give me Oregon. They are they're getting getting two and a half. Yeah, that's a good pick. I almost picked it myself. I don't know, I guess. Jim, uh, in our parlay this week, we take an Oregon. <laughs> I got so, you, dog. All right, Jim, you want to go again? Over he- seven. Oh, um, SMU, 13 and a half on Tulane. SMU. Both my, my games are all going to be done before Saturday. Thirteen and a half. Hmm. Tulane's terrible. I w- it was it was going to be uh, an American Conference game regardless because if I didn't take that, I was taking Cincinnati because I just saw Navy get whooped by Memphis and I know how good Cincinnati is. Randy, who are you taking? Oklahoma to cover thirty-eight and a half against Kansas? No. Well, actually, they probably will, but I'm not. I'm not going there. That's too big of a line. Too big of a number for me. So I've been scrolling through and I'm going back to something, you know, you, that you guys taught me that you backed off of because it let you down. Uh-oh. I'm going, I know. I'm, right there. I'm going to Ohio State. I'm going to Ohio right State. There. 20 over Indiana because I don't think Indiana's any good. Death taxes and Ohio State covering. I missed those days. This was bet was easy. I mean, I think the easy one there was for me to pick Alabama over Tennessee. It's like – Big Lino scores points. I couldn't go reverse jinx. I, I, I mean, got there's caught. a lot of them out there. I mean, I might. A&M, South Carolina one look good too. That was actually uh, the one I was going to pick up until the last minute. What is the odds that Tennessee keeps it closer than 24 and a half, Randy? Not very good. No, you don't think so? Depend, the, I mean, the quarterback is hurt. So with. That's big. I mean, I think if Hooker was there, I'm not saying they would win, but they would definitely keep it close. Or Daniel, did you see they 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 actually gave uh, Purdue a ranking for that that W at four and two? They got the twenty fifth spot. That's garbage. Get out of here with that. 
and then they're underdogs. The first game uh, that they rank yeah. are underdogs at home. Go back down to that. Are they underdogs at home? Yes. At home. My to, God, to a 500 a disgrace. team. What a disgrace. I mean, if the this Big was Ten more should be than, ashamed of themselves. If this game was more than seven points, I'd pick that. This is a hey, I'll tell you one thing about the Big Ten that's crazy. And we've we've talked about this all year, and it continues to look. Michigan was unranked, and then they were like 21, and they're like 17. They slid all the way to six, and they still like no one's acknowledging it. It's kind of crazy. Maybe that's just what they need. No one to acknowledge their existence, and they'll just slide right in. I mean, I think it's too because they haven't beat anybody. I'm not buying them. I'm I'm not buying. Them. Oh, I mean, no, notice I didn't pick it on my own because they only had to cover 23 and a half on a sorry team. Man, I don't know where to go here, fellas. Dude, there's a lot of places to go. You got this. Okay, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Hey, since it's seven or more, you know you want to take Notre Dame over USC. Come on, that's your favorite squad. Much as I like watching USC get beat, I actually would prefer Notre Dame to get beat even even more. I don't know. What's going on in the Pac-12? Give me something different. The game that he's not—he's undoubtedly not going to watch because of how late it is. He's going to have to check the next morning to see if he was right. Correct. Colorado and California—the battle of these two behemoths. Washington at zero and six Arizona. All right, I gotta just go with one. Give me Cincinnati over Navy. Yeah, that's pretty safe. I can't believe you didn't go Alabama. I wanted to, but I probably should. I've been going Alabama a lot. Uh, You know what? Can I change it? Can I go Alabama? Absolutely. Sure. Give me Alabama. Because I want to root against you twice. I mean, they haven't let me down at all. So, give me Alabama. 24 and a half. That's a big line, boys. And they'll cover it all. All right. We good. I mean, they, you know, there's not really much to break down other like this week coming up, but Jim, I will I will get your take on LSU and Orgeron. Do you think they told him what the the scenario was going to be prior to the game? starting last week yeah that actually came out that they did and i think the clear evidence of that is because they beat florida and he still um was let go and the thing is people were like surprised by how cool with it oh is um how cool are you would you i mean would you not be you got a national title and now you you get 17 mil and get to bounce like i'd be cool too I mean, that's a huge payout to sit around and do nothing. I mean, his Christmas this year, he's getting $5 million. Unbelievable. I mean, there, there's that, you know, we talked about how good a job LSU was. 
there's no better job than getting fired from LSU because Les got 15. Like, I mean, you you get paid to get fired from LSU. So if I'm like looking at that job, I'm thinking, hey, if I win there, cool. If I lose, I'm gonna get paid a lot of money to get fired. <laughs> true. True, true, true. All right, let's transition. NFL. We just got done witnessing a masterpiece game by the Titans. Um scoring all their points they scored no points in the first quarter which is just ridiculous but when you can hold the the bills just three points in the first and you got a chance but um given the week as a whole jim give me your 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 outlook on on this past week of nfl action any any games of note anything that you want to take away anything you want to talk about um yeah because of Randy I'm absolutely going to start with the Ravens beating the Chargers ass um they are who I thought they were now uh no shout out to the to Lamar for you know continuing to to have a great season um especially finding my boy Mark Andrews double fantasy but uh that's a that's a huge win all, all jokes aside um for the Ravens and you know I'm sure Randy probably would say the Chargers, you know, as bad as they don't want to lose, um, you know, a little wake-up call that they may need to to realize that, you know, they're not right where they need to be yet. Um, the the other notable game to me was the and I mentioned it to you guys in the the text, um, how bad the Browns look when Nick Chubb is not there. Um, they got waxed by the Cardinals and I actually think, you know, as the Cardinals still stays the only undefeated team, I think that said more about the Browns than the Cardinals. And so um, that that's pretty alarming. And then the game that just happened, um, the Bills looked unbeatable. And now they just showed us that in the NFL, um, you know, it's obviously Monday, but any given Sunday. Very, very true. Um, Randy, any takeaways from, from this past week? Oh, I can't believe that the Cardinals are still undefeated. I mean, that is a crazy, crazy – nobody would have predicted that being un, as dominant as they've looked. I mean, they did win a, a kind of a, a last – and by the way, do the Vikings ever play like a game that doesn't come down to the last second? I mean, every game they play in. I think the biggest thing for me <laughs> – Why you got to ask yeah. me that? Don't ask me that. They got two yeah. walk-offs on us <laughs> in the playoffs, bro. This is true. Um, you know, I think, it, you know, we saw really kind of what I thought. We saw Aaron Rodgers continue to dominate. We saw the, the Ravens are so freaking good, man. I mean, we talked a lot about and as good as the Bengals have been. They're still going to be looking up, chasing, you know, the Ravens because they've just been so solid. A big thing for me personally was that, uh, you know, the Colts obviously played a bad Houston team, but they dominated it. They did what you're supposed to do against a bad team. So hopefully – you know, gets them back on track. Got T.Y. Hilton back. He is an immediate impact player. And also, I don't know what London did, but NFL hates them uh, because they give them absolute awful matchups. So, to all my uh, all of our listeners in London, but they we show up. They show they up to the they game. Do. Like, but well, my it's their one opportunity. God. You couldn't. You couldn't pay me to watch those two teams play. Hey, and Randy, on the Arizona note, I went ahead and looked to see who they play next. They got the Texans next, so, like, they should be able to just continue on trucking. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's uh, let's look at, at projections from last week and, and standings and all that. Um, we don't have to. You sure? 
I don't think we have to. Yeah, I, I think we got to. We got we got to get into this. So, um, the the games were the the Bills, the Bucks, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Raiders. There, those respective games. Um, the way it worked out was we all picked the Bills to cover five and a half. That did not happen. Uh, we all picked the Bucks to cover seven. That did not happen. Uh, the Ravens and the Chargers. Which is tragic, by the way. Yeah, that, that hurt. But the Ravens and the Chargers uh, were even. Jim, you got a point. You picked the Ravens. Randy, of course, you did not get a point because you picked the Chargers. And I picked the Ravens, so I got a point. We had Kansas City and... Um, who did they play? Washington. Yeah, I thought Washington. maybe you, yeah, I thought maybe you were tripped up because they don't have a mascot. Yeah. Um, Kansas City ended up covering their six and a half against Washington. We all got a point for that. Uh, we all got a point for the Cowboys covering yesterday against the Patriots because of CD Lamb and his bye-bye touchdown um, to end the game. And Jim, you the Raiders, uh, they were given three and a half, and they, they picked up a big win. Randy, you took the Raiders. I took the Broncos, so I did not get a point. But the way it worked out was, Jim, you went four and two. You were 21 and eight last week, four and two this week. Your total on the year, 25 and 10, which gives you a first place record. I went Three and three this week. I was 16 and 13 last week. Three and three this week makes me 19 and 16 overall for second place. Randy, you went three and three this week. You were 11 and 18 last week. The three and three this week, you're 14 and 21 for third place. So you got some work to do, bro. And with that, Rand, yeah, lots of work. And with that, man, I'm going to let you pick your game first. Week seven. Hey, Randy, you know that meme that always comes around that has, you know, Thanos from Marvel and, you know, what did it cost, you know? Everything. Right. So, no, <laughs> what, what does it cost to win an NFL, for me to win NFL picks to get every college football one wrong? I'm, it's a trade-off. Right. Yeah. There are get some your- really big lines in the NFL this week. The Rams are favored by 15. The Cardinals are favored by 17. The Buccaneers are favored by 13. Those are some big lines. You don't normally see double digit lines. Jesus. That is quite a lot. I think I'll be staying away from that. Big lines, baby. Big lines. So the Chiefs Titans, because the game just ended, doesn't have a line. And I'm scared to pick it anyway because the Titans just just kind of finding ways to win. They might be good. I'm, I'm willing that. to bet that that's a, a even spread because usually it's the three-point favor for the home thing, and I would imagine the Chiefs would be the – Usually, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Titans minus like one or two at most. Uh, what a, yeah. Um, everybody's gonna get humbled. I'll, by the way, since you brought it up, though, if we're not gonna pick it, I'm gonna say the Chiefs humble that ass. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I gotta go with something that I think you guys are gonna disagree with because I got some ground to make up here. Did the Chargers play this week? No, thank you, God. You, God you, should know, you should know exactly where to go then, because there's a game that I undoubtedly picked the opposite way of you. There it is. There it is. I'm 
Yeah, I was. I'm, so I was. The first thing I was going to do was go Ravens, but man, that line is kind of big. Big line. Are the Ravens a touchdown better than the Bengals? Is what you have to ask. At home is what you have to ask yourself. There isn't a team in the North better than the Bengals. Period. Oh man, he's baiting me into this. Yeah, yeah, that was. He. He put he took the carrot off the string and put a stake on it. Joe Burrow, is a real gotta, quarterback. I, Lamar I gotta Jackson's make up, running back. I gotta make up ground here, so I'm gonna I am gonna go with the Ravens. I, I got because I gotta I gotta pick the opposite way. All right. Hey, in theory, in theory, that's how I maintain my lead the rest of the season. I just pick the same that y'all do every time, and then there's no way you catch up. All right, so you want the. The Ravens, six and a half. I don't love that pick only because of the line, but I got to go. I got to go with it. All right. I am going to take Ooh. fantasy football. Fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson's my. My quarterback. Oh, yeah. That's Jamar, right. Jamar. Jamar Chase is. He's your I think, Yeah. I think I'm going to go. I think the Ravens are going to win the game, but I'm going to take the, the, the Bengals. I think it's going to be. They're going to win on a Justin Tucker 70 yard field goal. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't, but I'm going to take the Bengals. Well, it looks like I'm going to continue to gain ground on you guys with the Bengals then. Well, he picked the Bengals too. Oh, that's right. He said Ravens to win the game. My bad. Well, Randy, got to gain ground on both you chumps. Right. All right. I'm in second place. Let me let me get my pick in. Give me. I'll take the Cowboys while I'm by. You, you don't have the yeah. Cowboys to no, fall no. back on. Give me. I really want you to pick Aaron Rodgers because I know how much you hate him. Not happen. That will never, ever happen. I will. I know where I'm going next. Then. Yeah, give me the the Bucks. The Bucks are gonna work the Bears this week. The Bucks. I am going to take the Bears because there was a stat that dropped about the Bucks and covering spreads this season, and they haven't. So. Bucks gonna win by twenty. They ain't covered a spread yet until this week. Oh man, that's that's. I was kind of hoping we you stayed away from that. Who you taking? Who you, who you gonna take then, Randy? Oh man, I'm just Jim, not. Jim, you said you're going Bears, right? Yeah. All right. Give me the Bucks. Don't love it. He's only doing it because I took the Bears. Simply, I yeah. gotta make up ground. He's first place. Yeah, gotta gotta do something. I know, I know. All right, uh, Jim, who you got? Who you taking? Who you want? Bet you yeah. won't take them Cleveland Browns though. Yeah, well, the Broncos suck. Um, but I want to start with my team. I'm taking the Saints on Monday Night Football to cover. Cover? 
I'm, I'm actually throwing that bait out there because I think Randy will take Seattle. Hell no. <laughs> it's at Seattle. You know how it goes there. You know, because I am going to take the, the Saints, I 100%, I guarantee you now Seattle wins. All right. They didn't look terrible. No, not at all. They played a pretty bad team. I mean, all it takes is, is Jameis to throw a couple picks and never know. In Seattle, not, I mean. DK is fixing to be on Lattimore Island. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's real scared. Dude, hey, Randy, if there's anything Randy will vouch for us on the stage, Lattimore likes to lock down guys that are at the top of the chain. He does do that. But I think that we're, you know, I think DK gets a little bit too much hype, man. I don't think he's top tier yet. I don't think he's there. <laughs> so, so, for that reason, he's going to torch him. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Latt- right. Lattimore lets secondary receivers get by him. That's probably true. DK is really big and really fast, but. I just don't – got to have somebody get him the ball. True. All right, Jim, who you, who you going with second? What's the second game? Uh, um, Green Bay? Just be, no, I was, I was actually – I was going to do the 49ers or the Colts to, to mess with Randy, but because he taunted me out, I'm going to take the Browns or you taunted me out or whoever. You're you going to take the Browns? Dude, I think the Broncos stink. Browns. They were the most fraudulent 3-0 and team because they played three terrible teams, and now they've been exposed three weeks in a row. Browns are given three and a half. I'm going to take the Broncos because as much as you think the Broncos are a terrible team, I think the Browns are a terrible team. I think Nick Chubb will be back. That's what I think. I think it's not going to matter because you got that dude behind, behind center that ain't Ain't a hundred percent. All right, Randy, who you got? Broncos, Browns. Oh man, I'm gonna go with the Browns, but golly, that's two very average teams. Average, three and three. I mean, that's that's pretty that's average as it gets. All right, so now my second game. Hmm. That would be the see what give me give me the Colts taking the Colts baby. Hey, looking at these games, you know you're talking about the spreads. Is the is the Bengals Ravens the only good game this week? <laughs> Chiefs and Titans would be the only other one considered, and I think the the Chiefs will are, are gonna wake up. I don't know, man. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Randy, who are you who are you taking? I'm taking the Colts. Randy, do you think Patrick Mahomes? Saw that that list of quarterbacks in the top five right now, and saw that he was out of it, and he's gonna throw five touchdowns, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait a second, y'all are letting my brother's dance videos get in the way of this. Jim, who you got? 49ers or Colts? 
49ers. Debo Samuel. 49ers. Let's not go that route. All right, Randy. Last game. Pick it up. Who you got? Who you taking? Yeah, uh, there's there's no good teams left. I mean, there's no good games. I, you know, oh my god, it's awful. Hey, you, it's terrible. You want to take the Raiders? You know, I no, I'm not taking them two weeks in a row. That emotional high is going to go yeah. down. Give me Maddie Ice on the road in South Miami. I mean, South Florida. At honestly, surprised you didn't take the Rams even with that line. The Lions are terrible. Atlanta. Like Matt Campbell said, they yeah. fight their hearts out. Jim, who are you taking? Miami or Atlanta? Two and a half. Atlanta's given two and a half. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let Randy gain any ground on this one because I care less about this game, so I'll take the Falcons. See, it's messing with the integrity of the game, DB. you got to make rules for this. But what rule can I make against that? <laughs> kind of like faking injuries, old Miss Rebels. Well, I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Well, at least I'll gain ground on you. Not happening. I watched the Dolphins. They are terrible. One, two, three, four. I could gain I could gain four points on Tim this week. This week. See what happens. Miami getting two and a half. All right. That does it for NFL. I mean, there's the slate of games, I mean, in college and professional, not really that great, but you know, hey. What a great what a great weekend for my daughter to have a soccer tournament. And Randy oh, has right. corn Randy has cornhole and softball, so it's all good. All right. I'm going to the Tigers game on Friday night and Disney on Sunday. So I mean it's it's going to be a good weekend. Good weekend. All right, last call. Jim, who you got? What do you got? What's on your mind? Yeah, man, uh, some something happened after we had a conversation earlier. Um, it, it just solidified what we said. We talked about uh, our guest, Connor Gardner, and we talked about these guys who, um, you know, picked JUCO to learn and develop instead of maybe picking a, a bigger college and sitting the bench. Anyway, he committed to Delta State today. So congratulations to, to our man, Connor, going to be a fighting okra. Uh, Johnny Taylor, Defensive Player of the Week again. And Molly Swift, I know how much y'all care about soccer, but the goalie scored the game-winning goal. Facts, home facts, and got Offensive Player of the Week. A goalie gets Offensive Player. Lock it up. Hey, that's what's up. Randy, last call. What do you got? Tyler Tynes from GQ Magazine came out with a fantastic article this week about Allen Iverson, and they chronicled Allen Iverson's most famous weed stories. That's right. I said weed, cannabis. Reminisced on how the world treated him during his playing days and why he will never smoke again. So check it out. Go follow Tyler Tynes on Twitter, GQ Magazine, one of the best writers in the industry right now. Always got hot takes, hot interviews, great content. Hot bakes and hot takes. I like it. I like it. Uh, last call for me. Um, I'll just get you guys, you know, thoughts on this before I get into 
Power Five and not so Power Five. Memphis Tiger basketball team, pre-rankings, number 12. Um, where you expected lower or, or too high, Randy? Uh, I think they should be higher based on talent. I think they get disrespected because of Penny. The media just does not respect Penny for whatever reason as a coach, and I think that is to their detriment this year. Jim? I think it's good that they're not in the top ten. Um, I think it helps take some of the expectations off of them. Um, so I think it's a good thing for them. puts a puts a little minor chip on their shoulder, gets people something to be in an uproar about, and I'm okay with it because um, you know they haven't proven anything. I think the interesting note is that um, you know staying within their conference is that Houston they are in front of Houston, and then. Houston had the higher Kempom ranking, so that was an interesting whole. And every all the polls I've seen have the media picking Houston to win the conference again. So strange. Yeah, um, the, I think what it boils down to is how you perceive Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers based on what they've been able to do. If you perceive them in negative light, then you're probably not going to be in favor of them and. And it's going to show with with pre rankings and, and and what you say and, and how you, you treat them. Well, they said um, on the radio today that some people in the media got not local media, but the, those main events um, are still salty from two years ago when they gave them high projections and expectations. And as they said on Memphis radio today, that's kind of unfair because if Wiseman plays the whole year, that probably plays out one hundred percent different. Yeah, I mean, it, it's there's a lot of factors that you got to take into consideration with that year. But what what media people fail to realize is that the pressure that anybody at a ranking or anybody else in the country can put on Memphis basketball fails in comparison to the pressure that the city of Memphis puts on that team. Fact, bottom line. So a ranking of 12 or a ranking of one or not being ranked at all, to me, holds no weight, especially when you've played zero games because the city of Memphis knows what talent is in that gym every day, and they know what the expectations need to be uh, for guys like that. So regardless of what they're ranked, where they're at, or who says what, the city's going to put the highest expectations on that team. And if I had to guess, so is the coaching staff. I don't, I don't think Kenny's a guy that's going to beat around the bush with, with where they need to be this year. Um, so, I mean, Hey, whatever the ranking is, it is doesn't bother me one bit because they haven't played a game, start playing games, start beating up on people. Then, then if you want to be mad about your rank, ranking, then be mad about it. But until then, Hey, it is what it is. Jim, what do you want? Power five or not so power five first? Um, let's go not so power five. All right, coming in at number five, not so power five. LSU. Just giving money away, man. Just just paying folks out to sit on the couch. Number four, you got the Dodgers. Dodgers, the one thing that they should have learned from last year 
is not to put themselves in a hole. Um, and here they are again, having to battle back down two games. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to to do it. And if they don't, then they can only blame themselves because uh, they know what the consequences can be when, when they don't take care of business. Number three, Iowa. The Iowa Hawkeye football team that didn't even get off the bus to play the game and costed Gemini a lot of money. Fuck them guys. Coming in at number number two, the Cleveland Browns. Just the team is is I don't know what to think about them. They they're lost, they're struggling, um, which is the whole reason why I, I picked against them this week. And coming in at number one, Randy, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this or not, but the UT Vol fans in an isolated incident in regards to all the other incidents and things that happened this week. Very classless. Very classless. You got to do better. Got to do better. And I'm not saying that one fan base is better than the other. I'm taking the incident as an isolated incident and looking at what happened that day. And that's unacceptable and uncalled for. What do you think, Randy? I agree. I think that no matter what, no matter how upset you get with referees, no, no matter what, now there uh, allegedly there's video evidence i have yet to see it but there's video evidence that the throwing of things came from the old miss fans first even if that is true still unacceptable fans got to hold themselves to a higher standard they made several arrests today they also banned those students for life uh, i think that that's a probably a little bit much banning them for life for a mistake you made when you're 18 to 19, 20 years old, but I'm not completely against it. They find the school $250,000, which is like, you know, telling DB to give us a nickel. It's that's not, <laughs> it's not substantial in the grand scheme of things, but I think it, it was, I hated to see it. It's a black eye on the university of a fan base that already gets a bad rap for their, uh, their passion. But I will say this. A lot of people said, this is going to, the players are going to hate this. The recruits are going to hate this. I saw, at least 10 to 12 Tennessee players come out after the game and Sunday and even today thanking the fans for exactly how they uh, cheered them on, protected them, and had their back. Uh, so if that was what the haters thought was going to happen, they were wrong. The, now, I'm not saying that the kids are right, but they loved it, and I, it's, it's a wild scene. I hope it never happens again, but you're right. It was embarrassing. All right, Power Five this week, coming in at number five, Ed Orgeron. He loses, but he wins. He's out of his job at the end of the year, and he's going to make bank off of it by doing nothing except sitting on the couch. Coming in at number four is a combination, Georgia Bulldogs, Arizona Cardinals. Um, as much reason as people have given them just to – to not succeed, they continue just to take care of business. Um, Georgia taking on ranked opponent after ranked opponent and just putting them down in the dirt. Uh, did it again this weekend against Kentucky. Uh, same thing with the Cardinals. Had some COVID issues going on and just took care of business. Did what they do. Uh, coming in at number three, Chicago Sky, WNBA champion. First championship for the for the Sky. Um, 
in in their history. So shout out to the WNBA Chicago Sky for their big championship victory. Coming in at number two, the Raiders. Raiders lose a coach in shambles, but still come together to figure out how to win this week. And number one, the Atlanta Braves. Going up two games against uh, the team that's probably favored to win it all and still probably favored to win it all. Um, you know, it's it's they're rocking and rolling in the right direction, guys. Anything I missed, anybody that needs to be added, anybody that needs to be taken away, Jim? Ah, I think you were solid. Right. That's what I like. Candace Parker, specifically. All the right. Goat, the GOAT the of goat. women's basketball. I know a lot of people say Diana Taurasi, great player. I'm biased, but give me Candace Parker. The moment she had with her family after winning that ship, man, what a moment. Actually, what a player. Actually, you know what, Daniel, man? You're missing some off your list, man. Where Cameron James at, bro? I sent you that video. It's against Bama. We hate Bama. Cameron James used to do it when it mattered. How about that? He, he does. He did it the first at bat in the College World Series. Well, that's that's fine. If we were doing, if we were doing Power Five and not Power Five, then he would probably made the list. <laughs> but I'm not gonna get jacked up about fall baseball. Tell Ben Van Cleve that too. You'll get to tell him soon enough. Good. I hope I do. I can't wait for that. But. <laughs> With that, we're going to bring this thing to a wrap. Another great episode tonight. I want to thank Jaleel Willis for joining us. If you like hearing his story or more stories, or if you just hearing like hearing us average shows talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, your comments, your ratings, your feedback is always welcome. We're going to see everyone next week for episode eight, where we got on Taylor Broadway. He's going to talk to us about his time with the Chicago White Sox baseball organization, another minor league player that's doing big things. Man, I can't wait. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast, as always. Remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.